There are no good guys out there. I hear this so often. It makes my skin itch. I, there's so much wrong with this statement. We're going to unpack it all. My name is Katie. This is a Truth For Your 20s podcast. I am an online mentor, a speaker to sororities. I travel to colleges all over the nation, adopted mom, aunt, whatever you want to call me. But everything I do on the internet is to be who I needed when I was younger. And I know I used to say this statement. I hear it often in young women that I am in a relationship with, that I online mentor, whatever you want to call it. And ah, I have strong feelings. So we're going to unpack it today. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. This is a solo episode in case you haven't picked up on that already. If you are a regular listener, thank you. I appreciate you coming back week after week and hanging out with me in your earbuds. But today I like to just kind of mix in solo episodes because the point of having a podcast is I have things to talk about, right? So this is just going to be me chatting with you today. And since it's just me, I thought it'd be a fun opportunity just to give you a life update. If you hang out with me on the podcast and hopefully we're friends on social media, I just think it's good to, you know, peel back the curtain, if you will, and hang out because that's the gift of this thing we call the internet to be able to, you know, just create and connect with people that we might not know in real life, but we like each other. We're friends, right? So just all the things that's going on in our lives. Spring is, is just a busy season and, you know, everyone says they're busy. It's like... I don't know, competing for the busy Olympics. I I don't want to win the prize of being the busiest. That's something I never attain for. (laughs) I think if people say that continuously, it's not just a season, it's a way of life. And that's not where I want to be. But this definitely is a, a busy, but fun and exciting season. So our girls are involved in all the things. We have a daughter who, this is her play week. So this is the week that she has been rehearsing for, for goodness knows how many hours. She is going to be in the Beauty and the Beast performance. And I'm so proud of her. She is a spoon. (laughs) Be our guest, be our guest. Yes. By golly, the cutest spoon you've ever seen. The most beautiful spoon. I'm so proud. I just saw one of their matinees today is wonderful. So they have performances all week this week. Our youngest daughter is in volleyball. She's in club volleyball. So they're like thick in the season, all the practices, all the things. I have two trips in this same week. God bless. One is for work. And the other is I am traveling to speak to University of Nebraska. Woo, woo, woo. I'm super excited about that. I get to be the panel, the keynote speaker for their Panhellenic women's event. And that is super exciting. Um, it always seems to happen in the spring. I remember last year at this time, I had two events back to back. I spoke to a school in New Hampshire, came back, slept in my own bed and went, flew out again the next day to Iowa. <laughs> So I'm just telling you, it's the season. I'm not nearly this busy in many months of the year, but it's, it's you know, you have to take it with stride and we buckle up for it. We prepare and here we are. Went to the grocery store, got all the things prepared for this week. So there's no cooking. It's just like, let's do this thing. Anyway, fun stuff with our family. I was like talking to my husband. We Oh, fun fact. This is something we do every Sunday night. This is super helpful. I learned this from another blogger, but every Sunday night, we just look at my husband and I look at each other's calendars 
And it's just so helpful. It's called front loading to be like, oh, okay, on Tuesday, can you pick up or I'll drop off or whatever, whatever. It just saves so much of the last minute, like, oh, I thought you were picking up so-and-so and I thought that you were getting this. If you look ahead at your calendar and plan, you just save a million frustrations. So that was a free tip for you (laughs) and was very necessary for our busy week in this busy season. So just a little bit about what's happening over here at the Bulmer household. And if you know me, you also know I'm a huge plant nerd. And so spring has always been my favorite season. We're not in spring yet. This is still February, but, but you know, like it's getting, the days are getting a little bit longer and you can see a little bit of green peeking through the trees and the newness of life and the, like what looks like it was dead coming back to life. There's so much symbolism there. And I am just in my happiest place in the spring. So eh, all the feels. (laughs) Okay. Now getting to the, Oh, uh, I forgot one more thing. Our puppy just had a birthday. Our puppy just turned one. Yay for our puppy. And I'm told it gets easier. (laughs) God bless. We haven't had a dog in forever. And I always grew up with like big pound puppies. And now we have this little ankle biter, you know, frou-frou, full blood, whatever. I don't know. She's adorable, but Lord have mercy. She is 100% puppy and go, go, go all the time. And she's our questionable life decision. Just kidding. We love her. Okay. Getting to the crux of the matter, why you clicked on this episode. The saying, the statement that I hear all too often is there are no good guys out there. If you're a guy listening, this could be played the other way. We hear it both ways. There are no good girls out there. All right. We're just going to unpack it. All right. First of all, I know what you're saying, but let me just back up to understand and unpack how untrue and unfair this statement is. Okay. We're going to do it from the girl's perspective. We mostly have girls listening to this podcast. There are no good guys out there. Wow. Congratulations. You have searched the whole world over and you have seen that there are no, not a single one. Wow. How about that? This is the same ick feeling I get when I hear people say, why do bad things happen to good people? Who gets to determine who is good and who gets to determine what is bad? I look back at my own life and look at some very quote, bad things that happened that ended up being incredible blessings or brought me to where I am and who I am today. And good people, uh, (laughs) what do you mean by that versus the person beside you versus me versus like good is so relative. And lastly, quote out there, I, I hear this often. There's no good guys out there. Oh, okay, cool. Where have you looked? Well, I work from home and I come home and sleep and I don't go like you never leave the house. You don't go out there. So, so how do you know there are no good guys out there? And the last thing sorry guys, you know, I have strong feelings about this is I hear there are quote, no good guys out there. Oh, okay. Where are you looking? Listen, no, no judgment, but I was the girl saying there are no good guys out there. Meanwhile, I was looking for quote, good guy while I was sloppy drunk dancing on the table. Come on, come on. So obviously there are a lot of flaws with this statement, but I think that the biggest flaw The part that just irks me so bad is when you hear someone say there are no good guys out there, that is automatically a scarcity mindset. That is just kind of throwing up your hands and saying, well, there's no good guys out there, so I guess I'll just settle. I have just decided it's not worth it. It's not worth keeping high standards. It's not worth even looking in better places. 
it's just kind of deciding, well, I guess I'll just keep being the girl who's doing jello shots on the bar <laughs> because I'll just marry, like, it's such a flawed way to look at dating and it is a scarcity mindset and it's just simply not true. I get the opportunity to go to speak at colleges and one of the stories I like to tell is a couple named Adrian and Keller. Adrian and Keller, if you're listening, we love you. Adrian and Keller are a younger couple that we knew when we were at Georgia Southern University. And Adrian is the girl, Keller is the guy. I knew Adrian as a young lady with high standards in dating, and she had made it to her senior year, didn't find a guy, and didn't die. You need to note, first of all. <laughs> so many girls are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die if I graduate college and don't have a boyfriend. I mean, I hope that you don't think that, but some people do. Anyways. She just kind of was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not willing to compromise my standards. I've been on a few dates with a few guys, but no, no guy was who I feel like the Lord has for me. It's just not even close. I don't see, yeah, yeah, we're scratching that, right? Meanwhile, she didn't know a young man named Keller and my husband knew him. Keller approached my husband one day at church and was like, I am looking to be mentored. You know, I want to be the kind of man I want I feel like God wants me to be, I want to be sharpened. I want to be mentored by some older guys, which first of all, huge step, right? And funny enough, Brian, my husband was meeting with two other guys Wednesday morning already. They already had like a guys group Wednesday morning at 6am before work. Brian invites Keller and he kind of chuckles. He's like, this is a college student. I'll never see him at 6am, right? Well, to his surprise, Keller showed up every Wednesday morning for a semester learning from three guys who love their wives, three guys who raising children, three guys who are being discipled, who love their family, like who are trying to be godly men. What a blessing, right? This young guy was being shaped and molded and mentored and becoming a man of God. And then guess what? They met. <laughs> We are still friends with them and they are married and on baby number two. What a beautiful, happy ending. And that is just an example. I have so many people I've interviewed on this podcast. Check out Angela and Carson's story. Angela was kind of famous on a dating show for her decision to wait for marriage. And people were like mocking her and telling her she was crazy. Meanwhile, her not, she didn't know him at the time, but her major league baseball husband had made this, made the same decision. And in a very, you know, public way was also ridiculed. Like, oh my gosh, like you're, I can't believe you're making that decision. Well, it worked out for them as well. They are married and just had a baby. Um, there's so many examples and you can be that example too. You know, I, I hear, I say all the time on this podcast, you can't be what you can't see. So those are two examples. There's many more. I'm sure you know someone as well, but people can have uncompromising standards and have a lovely relationship and meet who God had for them. In fact, I highly recommend it because the other option, I mean, what are your options? Okay. So, well, I guess I can't find a good guy and quote, where have you looked for him? Right. If you haven't even gone out there, if you haven't even gone to events, if you're just staying in your shell, that doesn't count. Or you've only quote, looked for him. <laughs> Why are you slipping drunk at a bar? Or I mean, where do your quote good? What does that mean? Where, where does he hang out? So you have to ask yourself, where have you looked for this person? And so your options, okay, you know, I didn't find it on day one. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's not supposed to be easy. It's finding the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Is it supposed to be super easy? I mean, are all the best things in life 
don't they take a little work? <laughs> don't they take a little dedication? So don't be surprised. Don't don't be frustrated if you don't find the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with on day one, you know, like, <laughs> duh. And also what's, are you going to die if you're single? Like you're okay. You're a beautiful human. You can just be and not have to have a relationship. Okay. I have strong feelings. There's so many rabbit trails I can go on. At the same time, I am for relationships. Relationships are great. I'm not telling you to stay single. I'm telling you to just not waver. And so kind of what I was saying earlier, so your options are, I'm going to have non-compromising standards and I'm going to know what I value or I'll just date good enough. That's not a good plan. (laughs) Good enough. What is that going to do? Get you married to someone you're miserable with? Like what's good enough? Like that's eventually going to lead to just a terrible relationship. So I would ask yourself, why am I so desperate to get into a relationship that I'm going to settle for good enough? And then also before we do any of this, you need to define what matters to you. What is your quote, good guy? Because as we said, that that's a very relative term. And, you know, is it, is it a shared faith? I think that's very important. I say that often on this podcast. Yes, I do think you need to have a shared faith. And people say, this is another rabbit trail. People say, oh, well, he respects my decision to wait. Excuse me. It should be both of your decision. Okay. Drop the mic on that. Men are, men and women are a beautiful thing. And it takes two to have a healthy, loving relationship. It takes two to date with respect. It takes two to guide each other in this thing called relationships. And if Christian relationship matters to you, this isn't something that just needs to matter to one of you. This needs to be something that you both share, that you're both passionate about. I did a whole podcast episode on the why before the wait. I don't think this needs to be just my decision, just your decision, just your mama's decision, just something you heard once upon a time that seemed like a good idea. You need to decide why, why does that matter to you? And, you know, I got all kinds of science. I got all kinds of stuff. There's so many things I've talked about on the internet, how psychology, science, and the Bible all back each other up on that. This is not a podcast for shame. I will hundred percent believe that it doesn't matter where you have been. It matters where you're going. So I don't care what happened last week or last spring break. You get the decision. You get the opportunity to decide what matters to you moving forward. But all that being said, this isn't something that you just decide and hope your boyfriend, quote, respects it. This is something that you decide together. And we're talking about, you know, physical boundaries, but there's so much to that, right? Like what matters to you in in dating, in marriage, in a family one day, in your future, all of these things are so important. And of course, you know, maybe this isn't date one conversations, but these are all things you need to discuss. So kind of unpacking, we're saying there are new good guys out there. We unpacked how flawed that question is. Where's out there? What does good mean to you? Defining that and then not compromising. Another kind of arm to this conversation is what I say all the time when I go to colleges. That is that women can change the dating world. What does that mean? Well, let's just look at the science, okay? You guys know I'm all about like the science behind these decisions. So biologically speaking, a woman has far, far, far fewer eggs 
then men have little swimmers. Do you know what I'm saying? In fact, I think it's about like 5 million to one. I don't remember. I did the math at one point and whatever the case, it is drastically different numbers. Okay. Just biologically speaking, it is in a woman's biology to be far more selective when it comes to choosing a partner. Just the biology. Okay. So of course women should, and their DNA is screaming to be more selective, a little more picky, if you will, a little bit more like these are my standards and I don't want to compromise them. This is important. And women don't like apologize for feeling this way. You are designed to feel this way. So again, just the science, if you look at the majority of the animal kingdom, and while I feel that humans are set apart, if you just look at the animal kingdom with this in mind, women are choosers and men are chasers. Let me say that the other way, that men are chasers and women are choosers, okay? This is because almost in all of the animal kingdom, it's the men that are like, let me win your heart. Let me have my fancy peacock feathers. Let me build this fancy room in under the ground or whatever. All kinds of animals do this. The men is the like, hey, let me impress you. Let me win your heart. Let me have my fancy feathers or whatever. And the woman's like, hmm, I don't know. Okay, you're cute. You're cute. I don't know. Let's see. Can you open the door for me? Do you love Jesus? What? <laughs> like, this is the way we are designed. So women, I'm talking to you. If you stop settling for the bare minimum, men will rise up and chase your heart. Men want to do this. I've given this speech a million times and the guys will come up to me afterwards and they're like, thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's in a man's DNA also to like pursue you and love you and want to slay the dragons and win your heart. But we have confused this in our culture and to be like, well, good enough will work. Or women shouldn't have that good of standards, that high of a standards. You need to play the field and have a lot of experience. Like, excuse me, no. Think about it this way. Every romantic movie, every romantic song says, I will climb the highest mountain and swim the deepest sea for you and you alone. Okay, we get this. This is romantic. This is what we want. This is, this is how we're set up. This is like the man chasing the woman's heart. Like everyone wants this. Yet we also have this very opposite messaging of, play the field, get a lot of experience, date around, just have fun. (laughs) So many is shacking up with someone you don't know fun is wondering where you stand in a relationship. Fun is having situationships and this, I don't really want to commit to you, but I want to hang out with you and waste each other's time. That is not fun. Clarity is kindness. Communicating The truth of how you feel about each other is kind. It is fun. That is way better. That is high standards. That is just kind to each other. Something I often say is, do you want someone to be an expert on hundreds of other partners or someone who is an expert on you? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. You want someone to be an expert on you. Okay. We talked about how, quote, there are no good guys out there is a terribly flawed and incorrect statement but kind of to recap and how to move forward. First, define what is good. What does that mean to you? What matters to you? What are your boundaries? What are your non-negotiables? You can't find this in a book. You can't find this from a friend. This is something that you need to decide. Something that I 
that's really helpful just, just in life when it comes to, to task or whatever is look back and say what worked in the past and what did not and, and even if you never dated, that's okay. You can just think about like, what matters to you? What have you seen your friends not work and what did and what didn't? Just d- decide before you get wrapped up in cologne and pretty eyes, you know, like our emotions can sometimes lie to us and writing down with a clear head, what matters to you is so important. As a reminder, you actually have to go out there. <laughs> out there is where you meet other humans. Yeah, I know it's weird, but you'd be surprised how many girls I talk to who just think that Prince Charming is going to knock on their door with a dozen roses and like, like, listen, Disney has lied to us. Shocking. I know, but the movies are lovely. I am all for the movies. They, but remember the people who get in a boardroom to write the script are not there to give you relationship advice. There is not a single relationship expert in the boardroom. These are people to entertain us, to make money. They are not there to give us healthy relationship advice. So if it works in the movies, great, lovely. That probably doesn't mean, however, that it will work in real life. So define good, define out there. And the biggest challenge I want you to do is just stop with this scarcity mindset of telling yourself there are no good guys out there means that you will settle. I mean, it just is kind of a throwing up, it's kind of throwing up of your hands and saying, I I mean, well, there's no point in trying. And What if instead you said, there are great guys out there and I can't wait to meet the one that God has for me. I mean, imagine saying that to yourself more often than the other. That's a game changer. And the way we talk to ourselves matters. So say it again with me. Okay. You guys say this until you practice it, until you believe it. There are great guys out there and I can't wait to meet the one God has for me, which may mean you have work to do, which may mean the thing I say often is become who you're looking for is looking for. If you're good, your quote good means a Christian man. When's the last time you opened your Bible, sister? Oh, ouch. <laughs> so these are, these are questions to ask yourself. It might mean being uncomfortable and going to a new thing to going to looking at the calendar in your city and going to events, signing up for some kind of classes or something that interests you. This isn't all sunshine and roses. This isn't all comfortable and sitting on your couch and watching Netflix and hoping, you know, like, you know this, but sometimes we need a reminder. Sometimes we need a gentle slap in the face with love, with love. I'm loving you. I love you. This is what I want. This is what I needed when I was younger. All right. Just trying to give you my tough love sisters. All right. Speaking of tough love, I hope you're sitting down for this. I hope we're still going to be friends. All right. Often when I hear girls say there are no good guys out there, this is someone I know well, you know, someone I've done mentoring for a while or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, because you were just dating a really great guy. He respected you. He was so kind. He was so handsome, but he wasn't six two. So you broke up with him like, okay, right. That'll, that'll preach. And I'm stepping on your toes with love because, you know, we, we have to, create stainers and we have to create what matters to us with an open hand because ultimately, and this is this, Oh, another a million rabbit trails, but God knows better for us than we know for ourselves, which I realize is like obvious, but so painful to learn. So imagine with me just making a dating plan, if you will, or deciding what matters to you with an open hand, with a prayerful mindset of just like going to God and being like, you know, this is what I think is important, but what do you think is important? 
you know, I would say a shared faith is a non-negotiable. I don't think that God would argue with that, but everything else is just kind of like, you know, where do you want this to go? I share the story often of a a couple, the guy's non-negotiable is the girl must be out of debt. She must be debt-free. And he, but he, you know, kind of made that decision in prayer and ended up his wife had some debt that they had to work through, but that kind of became part of their testimony. And now they help other couples get out of debt. And he never saw that coming and he didn't want that to be, you know, he, he wanted a girl to be debt free. But again, that was part of their story. So as often with these things, there's two sides of this conversation. I did a whole other podcast and I'll link to this as well of having high standards versus being realistic because they are both true. You know, we have this idea of scarcity mindset and there are no good guys out there that leads to the mindset of low standards and I will date anything with a pulse and that's not a good plan. (laughs) And then there's the opposite of, you know, no one is good enough and I'm a queen and yes, you are, but sometimes that gets toxic too, where it's like, you know, he must kiss the ground. Like I saw this girl in the Cheesecake Factory parking lot, yelling and blessing her boyfriend out up and right because he didn't open the door for her. And I'm like, I mean, yes, like that's a nice thing to do, but is that, is that really, that it just looked, you look gross. It looked ick. And that's just not the vibe, right? That is not a respectful way to be treated the way you want to be treated. There's so much wrong with that that we can unpack. But again, there's this dichotomy of having high standards versus being realistic, saying there are no good guys out there and squashing that lie, believing there are good guys out there, changing your mindset. The last thing I want to say, because it's all kind of like parallels, two sides of the same coin, if you will, and that is we teach others how we want to be treated. Example, there is a young lady that I did mentoring with. We'll call her Emily. Emily, I don't even know if you could call it dating, was in a situationship with a guy and guy and her, bless, they were kind of on again, off again. Guy made a, I don't know what to call it a habit, but definitely more than once called her after several drinks at the bar on several different occasions to be his ride home, often to hang out with him in his room after several drinks at the bar, if you know what I'm saying, a booty call, if you will. And guess what? Emily answered his text when he asked for a ride. Emily went home with him when that was an option. She was teaching him, it's okay to treat me this way. Yes, the guy has responsibility. Yes, this not okay for him to do this. It's not okay on both sides, but guess what? What we need to talk about that we don't often is you teach others how you want to be treated by what you accept, by how you treat yourself as well. And so you're not going to write down, okay, here, dear boyfriend that I have a crush on, whatever. This is the way I want to be treated. No one would say that. But when you say, hey, yeah, I'll come pick you up at the bar. Hey, yeah, I'll come to your house afterwards. Hey, yeah, I'll spend the night. You're saying, you are basically just saying, yeah, it's okay to treat me that way. And guess what? He had other girls on the side. He treated her like crap. She was 100% an afterthought. She was probably wasn't even the first girl he called that night to pick her up. It's horrible. And it broke my heart for her to continue to tell this guy, it's okay to treat me that way. You better believe on our phone call, I was like, 
ixnay to that. Block his number, sister. <sighs> Not okay. Not okay in the least. But that that's an extreme example, of course. But there's there's so many ways. I mean, even in work, when we answer emails, you know, on the weekends or late at night, we're saying it's okay to interrupt on my personal time. There's so much to unpack here. And in women, you guys, sometimes we we are not good at this about teaching others how we want to be treated. Now, of course, there are exceptions. And of course, you want to help people out. I'm not saying never to do that. But when you make a habit of, yeah, it's okay to treat me this way, you're teaching others. And so that is a challenge and a maybe it's just to kind of look in the mirror and be like, how, how am I, especially when it comes to relationships, how am I teaching others how they can treat me? Because if I am saying, it's okay, boy, to just have me in a situationship, it's okay to not define the relationship, it's okay to say we're just having fun, even though we're six months into this thing, no one has defined a relationship, we're both stringing each other along, that's not fun, that's not clarity, that is not kind, and that's teaching him you're okay with this, and and it's not healthy for him either. So, as you can see, I had a lot of things to say about this situation, how the lie of there are no good guys out there is that just a lie. I challenge you to instead say there are good guys out there. I can't wait to meet the one that God has for me. I challenge you to quote, go out there. If you are indeed single and looking, I challenge you to share this episode with your single friends. If you are in a healthy relationship, you go. I'm so proud of you, but also challenge yourself in work relationships and in any type of relationship to teach others how you want to be treated in the way you treat yourself and what you tolerate. Of course, be kind, of course, help each other out. But sometimes that's something that we need to look at. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If this is helpful, I do online mentoring. I would love to chat with you. I will put the link in the show notes right there. I do a pretty inexpensive one-time call, and then it gives you the option to do six weeks of mentoring with you with me if you want to do that option. But either way, I love to connect with you. My heart, as I said before, is to be who I needed when I was younger. If this is helpful, take a screenshot, share it on your social, and I'm so glad that you hung out with me today. I hope that you gained some truths for your 20s.